All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the line, he's going to be on tour in the month of November. It is Joe Bonamassa. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm doing great. And we, as we found out, uh, when I call in, it comes under my own name, not my wife's name. Joseph. You know, you know why? Because I don't have a wife. Really? How's that treating you? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? You know, some people look at, uh, at you know, at the decor of my house. And it's basically nothing but guitars and amps and old blinking neon signs. <laughs> and they go, you're clearly not married. And I'm clearly not married. Well, some people get lucky with that stuff. But you know what I think I'm always most jealous of, of people that aren't married or uh, don't have a family or that sort of thing? Just the freedom to be able to be like, you know what? I'm going to a movie tonight or I'm going to go do this or that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and the other thing that comes up, too, um, from my married friends is the, the term uh, – discretionary income so <laughs> have a little bit more discretionary income or money laying around so yeah 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 i there's yeah pros and cons to being married there's pros and cons to both and and you know happiness finds people in different ways you know what I'll, i i wouldn't trade my family for anything but uh it is an interesting experience when your wife works at the bank you bank at oh and yeah. at one point she writes and she goes, so how was McDonald's today? It's like, you yeah. stalker. <laughs> yeah, that's some big brother stuff. That's some big brother stuff. You got to have you got you got to have a secret credit card, man. I'm telling you, you'd be a lot happier. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not smart enough in our relationship. She is the boss by a long ways uh, because she knows at one point she goes, um, how did she say? It? She goes uh, after we got married. She goes, "Do you want me to just pay the bills?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, I do." And I haven't written a check in years. Oh, then it's even well. That's great. You know, and, and your credit score is perfect. You know, that's because the wife can <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, this isn't about uh, the wife. This is more about Joe Bonamassa. You're getting ready to go out on tour. Uh, you've got. Uh, it looks like you're going to be out most of November. What's going on right now? Like, what leads up to a tour for you? Well, you know, we we did our summer run, which uh, we recorded a DVD at Red Rocks. Oh, cool! And um, played a couple nights there, and and we did a whole time clocks record in its entirety, like a concept show, and. So we, you know, we got off, uh, you know, did did that, uh, did our charity cruise in uh, August, and I've been home for a couple weeks. And um, basically now it's just, you know, we're getting together, a, you know, a set for for the for the fall. Basically, a month from today, we start rehearsals, and we go in for three days. We do production rehearsals, kind of, you know, you know, blow off some of the cobwebs and 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 uh, get out there and and, and start playing. And, you know, we're looking forward to it. You know, it's, uh, it, you know, after a couple of years where, you know, we didn't really tour much, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's nice to go out, you know, back out for five weeks. Yeah, that's been the interesting thing about it is uh, not to make, you know, bring up other people, but the other, some of the other artists I've talked about, everybody always goes back to that. Uh, man, it, it yeah. really sucked to not be able to go out for a couple of years. So now it's, we're really excited, you know? Yeah. And now everybody's out as well. I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's a very crowded touring. You know, I mean there's certain markets where there's concerts five nights a week, six nights a week, and you know all major names. But you know it's just one of those things where you know if people were you know there's a pent up demand and and you know we as artists you know and and musicians you know really we really get our identity from the stage. Yeah. You know the the days of just making records and you know and and staying at home. I mean it's it's kind of a bygone era. I mean, most, most acts that are actively recording are touring, you know, and it's, and it's an extension of one's the extension of the next. And it's the only way you can make any real money is, is to go out and tour. 
Let me ask you this: uh, in with the uh, with the two years or so that nobody was touring in in mind, how's the Joe Bonamassa show different from be before everything happened to now? How has everything changed? Is there anything that you kind of went through in your head? It's like you know what we should try this different. You, you know, there a lot of people did a reset on this type of stuff. Has there yeah, been that for you? You know, it's funny. I think I've become a better singer. Really, I'm not singing. Yeah, it's 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 weird, you know, because I, I, I was very conscious of, you know, there's only so many pitches in the arm, but if you don't, you know, if you're not throwing a fastball five nights a week, you could lose you could lose your skill set. So I, I basically took a long break where I didn't sing or play at all and then went back to it and slowly kind of worked my way back into, to, you know, getting match fit. And I came back a better singer, and I don't know why. I, I guess just having a break. And a you know just a mental and 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 physical reset on the voice. Came, I, I I for some reason I'm a better singer. Which hey listen I'll take you know it's better than coming back and then he's like oh my god he's terrible now. Oh god he's, what happened? Oh <laughs> what did you? How did you become a better singer? Like is it because some people that come back it's like oh my gosh my voice is lower than it was or you know it's higher. How did you become a better singer? What was it? It's, just phrasing, and I believe it, it's gotten a little bit lower okay. than it was before. But tone-wise, it's better. Okay, and and it allows me to phrase things in a different way. That that I when I hear it back, I go, you know, that's not bad. You know, that's better than it was before. And you know, I mean, I just it's just I think of you know turning forty-five. I mean, it's just, it's just a natural, you know, it's just a natural progression. Very few people have the same speaking and singing voice their whole lives. Yeah. I mean, like Paul McCartney's one of the rare, you know, you know, uh, you know, anomalies, Glenn Hughes, you know, people like that, Paul Rogers, you know, they could sing the same notes they did when they were 20. And it's like, okay, well, that's obviously the exception, not the rule. I gotcha. Uh, you know what? You're just a couple years older than me. Getting old sucks, man. <laughs> so. Dude, I'm, you know, that's the one thing when, you know, the, the millennials make fun of the, they'll, they'll call you like, you know, one of the a popular social media, you know, trolling posts is, okay, boomer. And I'm like, all right, dude, it's going to happen to you. The one thing nobody can prevent in this world is, is laps around the sun. Yeah. Once, once everybody's going to make one lap a year and then you get older and, and you get wiser and you, you see the word world from a different perspective, but it does, it, it does suck because, Things start breaking down, and you have to maintain yourself a lot more than you did when you were 30, you know? Yeah, I, I wish someone would have warned me about nose hair. I didn't know it would be this big of a part of my life at this point. <laughs> well, you saw the commercial. <laughs> you, you saw the you, you saw the grooming kits that they were selling, and you always thought that was for older people. Yeah. Until, until, until you become one, and then you're like, hey, you know, that ad really resonates with me maybe i'll maybe i'll call that 1-800 number you know and now amazon showed me nose hair trimmers every couple days so yeah and i'm gonna get ads all day now that we're talking about it like in the you know like, isn't that uh, weird well yeah well it's weird because the phone listens to you and they and it tries to tell you things. i was just talking about this with a friend of mine the other day that there was something that I, I didn't search. I didn't look up anything. I didn't see it on the phone, but I was thinking, boy, I need to get this. And within a day yeah. or so, that showed up. It's weird. It's weird. It's an algorithm. You know, that it's, it's, you know, our phones are nothing but, but, you know, the Sears catalog of, of 2022. It's just, it's just the, they, they rarely make decent 
sounding phone calls, but they'll sell you products all day long. That, that's when they work their best. Joe Bonamassa on the line with me right now. Tour's coming up. You'll be in Des Moines in uh, about the middle of the month. Um, what's it like to go out on tour with you? Very calm. Really? Um, we're, 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 you know, we're a pretty large organization. We have a bunch of buses, trucks, and everything, but it's, but it's calm. And the mantra is, no matter what happens, the guy in the suit's going to get on stage at 8 o'clock. And, you know, our backstage is super quiet. Um, all pros and, you know, we just, we, you know, it's all about giving the best show for the fans, you know, and, you know, it, it's all about hitting that apex curve at eight o'clock where, where you have the most energy, the most, you know, and, and, and just the, you know, you're in right mental and physical condition to go out there and that's it. Step and repeat five nights a week. And that's what we like, you know, it's, every night's an adventure. We change the show every night. And, you know, and some are better than others, but generally we're pretty consistent. So and I, I, I guess I'm a decent guy to work for. I pay well and, and I don't complain much. So that's a that's a wonderful boss there. All right. How many sunglasses, suits and guitars do you take on tour with you? Um, suits, there's probably 25 or 30 in the Ooh. case. Two pairs of sunglasses and about 12 guitars. Only 12. Only 12. I I don't know why I thought it might be I thought it might be like one of those numbers that's surprisingly low or surprisingly high. 12 I wasn't really expecting. I don't know why. Yeah, and I'll go through all 12. You know, I mean uh, everything's out there for a reason and there's spares and backups. I mean, that's not count, that's not including the guitars that I buy on the road, which averages about four or five a week when I'm heading through guitar shop after guitar shop, which is a habit I need to break, but <laughs> Um, but generally, you know, uh, with a show, it's about 10 or 12 guitars, depending on the show. How many guitars do I own? A little north of 500. Wow. So that's a lot. Do, do you, is it more of a collector thing or do you play them all oh, yeah. for something or other, or is it just to have them? It, it, it's a collector thing. I, I, you know, there's, there's, I, it's, it's my hobby, Okay. you know, and, and I do use them, but, but I, I collect old Fender and Gibson stuff from probably 1950 to about 1965. And that's 99% of my collection. But I use the old stuff on the road too. So it's, they're functioning, it's functioning art, you know? And, uh, you know, the good thing about my habit is, you know, I can look at it, I can, I can admire it, or I can just make music on it. You, you know what habit. I mean? So that's, yeah. <laughs> so it's, a, it's a healthy habit. <laughs> and tell you how okay what what tour did you go on that at the end of it you're like oh my god i bought 100 guitars um i average probably one per show so um if there's 25 shows i'll probably the most i've ever purchased on a tour maybe was maybe 35 or 40 but i have big cases where i just put them in and that's when, when you get back because like our our home base is nashville tennessee i live there part-time and when I get back there and I pop open those big trunks and I'm like, what did I do? Why did I buy this? You know, then you can buy more. Yeah. You know, because, because you're bored, you know, and, and, you, and you're out there killing time on the road where, you know, I should, I should, you know, focus my energy in more positive things than just, you know, being in guitar shops. Are, are you the touristy type on the road or is the guitar, you know, shop, whatever, is that your touristy thing when you're killing time in a town? You know, I've, I've been to these cities that we've gone to, we're going to so many times. I've done the touristy stuff. And then, and then a lot of times I just walk, I, you know, I, I, I travel with a bicycle. I'll, I'll, you'll see me out riding a bike, um, which my tour manager hates, but it's good exercise, you know? Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, let me ask you this. In, in the realm of guitars, what would you say is a Swiss Army knife of guitars that you could, if you had to take one guitar up on stage, you had to use just one the entire night, what what one would you use? I think you can get by with a Fender Stratocaster. I think you could you can do just about anything with a Fender Stratocaster. Um, that or a Gibson Les Paul. Okay. You could you could you could you could figure it out. You know, is it the ideal sound you want for every song? No, but if you just had to have one the whole night, I mean, look at Eric Clapton plays the same guitar a whole night. It works for him. You know, so there you go. How many? So you use about twelve. Do you use one more than other? Do you have like a main one? No, there's there's you know, I mean, like on the songs that I want that that are written for Les Paul, I use a Les Paul okay. songs written for Telecaster. Or use a telly. I mean, it's, 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 you know, you got to have the, it's a toolkit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to have a, you know, a screwdriver and pliers and, you what? know, it's just, that's the way I look at them. They're just tools to kind of, it's a, it's a, they're conduits. There's a means to an end. You know, it's like, this is the sound I hear. This is what we'll play. Go, go back for a second. You said a song that's written for Les Paul and that. Yeah. What, what do you mean by that exactly? Like a, like a sludgy, heavy riff, you know, blues rock. You know, big slow blues, a big ballad, generally a Les Paul song. You know, you want the big, thick, you know, round sound. You know, songs that you maybe more traditional blues. You know, you you you, you want it a little bit more like a Chicago thing, or like you pick up a Fender Telecaster, and if you want to just, I have a guitar that that was made in 1951. That's a weapon. It'll it'll it'll, you know, it pins people back in their seats. You know, okay. and it's like. That's a certain that's a certain kind of song for that. This, this is going to sound like a really really dumb question, but is that kind of a all uh, everybody type thing that like everybody has a thought that Les Pauls are good for this and you know uh, the Fender is good for this type of song, or is it a personal thing? It's a personal thing. I okay. mean, you, could, you okay. could ask you know any any you know the guitar players you interviewed will probably come up with a different answer and a different different reason for selecting the instrument that they play. You know, okay. Um, but I, I just, I, I, if I hear it in my head, I go, "This is going to be the easiest to achieve that sound in my head." Okay, I, I just, I, I've never heard it stated quite like that. Like a song written for a Les Paul. That's, that's, I've, I've just never heard it put like that before. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, so there's, there's just songs that go, "Okay, this is a Les Paul. I wrote this, you know, thinking it's going to be one of those big kind of ballads or sludgy blues rock." Okay, pick up the Les Paul. Okay, interesting. Joe Bonamassa on the line with me right now uh, as he's getting ready to go out on tour. Uh, what else you got coming up here other than the tour? Uh, touring, I'm, you know, I produce records um, for our own our own label. We have a couple of releases coming out um, this year, but um, or in the next next quarter. But uh, other than that, I'm just getting ready for the tour. I'm, I'm trying to like get a better work life balance. I'm trying not to work all day every day, which is difficult to achieve but I'm, but I'm working on it you know that's an interesting question real quick uh, you know for a lot of people music is the escape for you music is you know both an escape and it's legitimately your work what is your getaway you know life balance what do you try and balance it out with I just get on my bike and ride for three hours and just no music no nothing and just just zone out and all I have to do is concentrate on not ending my career <laughs> by hitting a rock you know that's a that's a good way to look at it <laughs> so all right well joe thank you so much for the time man it's been really interesting good luck with the tour and can't wait to see, see you when you come to des moines okay man and it's been it's been a few years so i'm looking forward to coming back